0: This is Frontierland with Dr. Dean Allen. Garth Davis is typical of many South Africans. Early in his career, he chose to leave these shores to pursue what he perceived as better opportunities overseas. Unlike many South Africans, however, he didn't end up in London or even Perth, Australia. But instead, he headed to America. And it was there on the Pacific West Coast of California that he made his name via a successful corporate career in the financial sector. But like for many of us, Africa, and South Africa specifically, remained an integral part of Garth's soul, and he has returned here to launch a groundbreaking initiative that focuses on lifestyle and rejuvenation, two things that he is passionately believes in. Despite his apparent success, however, his story, though, is one of personal challenges and determination. It is also one that should inspire anyone listening. Enjoy. Garth, firstly, welcome back to South Africa. How does it feel to be home?
1: Dean, thank you kindly for asking. Appreciate uh, the time and the opportunity to chat with you. I must admit, uh, a little bit apprehensive getting back. Um, excited, but still a little bit apprehensive. I, I came back to South Africa for a number of reasons. Um, the most important one, obviously, was the passing and recent passing of my mom, who was not only my best friend, but also a, a single parent, my mentor and... It was a little bit uh, scary coming back, but uh, putting that to a side and, and dealing with that, it's exciting to be back. South Africa, for me, has always been one of much optimism. So, so it feels good. Thanks for asking.
0: Well, you live in, a, in, in another p- beautiful part of the world, of course. Uh, tell me about life in San Francisco for people that never lived in that area or even visited.
1: Sure. Sa- San Francisco, being on the West Coast, is, is open to a lot of different ideas, a lot of different ways of thinking. It's also highly creative, very, uh, dare I say, competitive. Not too dissimilar to Cape Town. It, uh, it caters to a very cosmopolitan and also very diverse community. Where I live, which is just across the Golden Gate Bridge, schooling is paramount and uh, our schools are good. However, at times it does lack the, the openness and the cultural diversity that South Africa does offer. Business is obviously uh, entrepreneurial and, dare I say, probably the IT headquarters of the world, both from uh, an angel financing and a financing viewpoint, uh, as well as my area of expertise, which we can get to, Dean, which is real estate.
0: Sure. Well, we hear of many young South Africans, of course, moving abroad to pursue what they perceive as better opportunities overseas. What made you leave Garth originally?
1: I think, Dean, my generation getting uh, close to sort of 50 years old was what you would consider the lost generation. With South Africa being so fluid back in the late 90s and a lot of uncertainty, both in the financial as well as the political, I think a large group of us were were probably scared. Maybe I could say that uh, a little bit nervous of the uncertainty of what the future may hold. So you had a huge brain drain of highly qualified, very educated group leaving probably for the shores of the UK, probably to Australia. Um, and I think the, the fear and uncertainty definitely led to to people looking for for other other areas of economics.
0: Is it a is it a decision you've ever regretted? I mean, it must have been hard at the time, of course. I mean, you're you're born South African, and uh, it is a special place where we live. And and to go somewhere uh, culturally different and uh, diverse, as you mentioned, like uh, like the Pacific West Coast, um, did have you? Do you do you miss home on a daily basis, or is it something you've put behind you?
1: No, not at all. Uh, very proud South African. Uh, as I said, from the outset, very optimistic and bullish on South Africa.
0: And but you're back now, which is wonderful—a um, successful and, if I may say, a wealthy businessman. But it is a, it's a special uh, a, pre, a special project that's brought you back, isn't it, to our shores? Can you tell us a bit more about this and this wonderful well, this wonderful name, Skydance? How did that all come about?
1: Sure. So, f- from my side, being in real estate and and obviously having a an understanding of real estate. In 2018, when we were back visiting friends and uh, my mom, there was an opportunity to purchase a, a wonderful asset in Constantia with great location. And as you know, Dean, location is paramount. And we then decided that we'd purchase it, do a renovation and turn it into what you call a boutique hotel with all the services of a hotel but having the privacy of a villa experience. So uh, it's probably a hybrid of hotel villa living. And, and I think that that offered me the opportunity to have a firm footprint in South Africa, Cape Town. And from that, get involved with what I would consider uh, a very good inelastic product, which is tourism at the high end. However, tourism at the high end does need certain economics obviously COVID was a a little bit of a a tester per se. We were very blessed at Skydance Villa that we did have a good group of guests that remained there permanently. Uh, And obviously meaning uh, the the, the rates being inelastic, we definitely worked with them to make sure that they got good rates, good service. And that fostered uh, a lot of nuances in regards to my staff at Skydance and how we can give back to them because they were also stuck. Uh, I think that's a good term, stuck, without being able to travel and see their family. And that made me ponder how to give back to the community, what we can do for our staff, albeit only three or four members. And on the broader picture, uh, I was very blessed to to have Mantis being my property operator. I was new to the industry. And through that, fostered a good relationship with uh, the Mantis co-founder, founder, CEO, president, Mr. Adrian Gardner. And that led me to, to try and understand his vision, uh, not only on the tourism front, but also how to give back to South Africa, which which I am a firm believer in, that you have to grow grassroots to give back to the community so everyone can have the wonderful opportunity of having a safe tourism port of call. So I, I think we can expand on that, but uh, why don't you interject and uh, see if that kind of answers some of your questions.
0: No, it does, um, but I, I, I... Detect and we've spoken before about a very, uh, a very profound uh, sort of time in your life at the moment. I believe you, you, you know, you've travelled around the Eastern Cape, but you were at Founders Lodge, which you've already mentioned, and uh, that that had a had a quite a effect on you personally. You've been through some challenges recently. Can you can you share that with us?
1: Glad to, and, and thank you for the platform to share. Uh, I had a great strong relationship with my mom. My mom was a single parent since I was ten years old. And my story is one of affluence until 10, and then moving down from where I was born, which was in Durban at Addington Hospital, then coming down to Cape Town, and then my father leaving the family. And in Cape Town, the further you get from the mountain in a black apartheid-type area, I then started having very many challenges on the socioeconomic level, um, living with people of color, and being the only white in, in, in a neighborhood like that presented its challenges as, as I went to, dare I say, the old school of all-white boys-only school with with a lot of challenges that came with me living in a black neighborhood. That then got me to really uh, acknowledge my mom's perseverance, going from playing bridge and tennis and drinking the gin and tonics <laughs> to giving up her life uh, and her struggles to try and get her children to succeed. So she was a mentor, uh, a friend uh and obviously a well-respected business lady and she recently passed dean which which created avoid a loss and while she was going through that process of trying to and i apologize dean sometimes it still shakes me because mm. it was as recently as july of this year mm. so i apologize for the the please, shaking of my voice please don't apologize it is uh shook my foundation uh into what mom would have wanted um and no, I'm not having a midlife crisis, per se, but it makes you really evaluate your purpose, your destiny, when someone like a mom, a friend, encompasses all of that, and uh, you start taking it each day uh, a lot more seriously. And while this process was going on, um, because of my relationship with Skydance and my relationship with Mantis, and my relationship specifically with Adrian, he could see the need for me to be away for me to have meditation and what better way to have resurgence meditation time away spirituality whatever your beliefs may be through nature and those five days at founders uh, on the Shamwari reserve again i pause as it's still fresh those 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 days were life-changing waking up in the morning Seeing a rhino going to bed at night with the African sky, it made me evaluate what Skydance can do with what Adrian is trying to do that being nature uh, and taking the guests we receive at Skydance, capturing them in Cape Town, and trying to educate that uh, a vacation can be educational and a vacation can be life changing. And I'm speaking firsthand because my days on founders over this terrible, terrible loss opened doors for me and and made me take on a new day. And please note the the, the model that we have at Skydance obviously caters to, to international tourists. But my position in the States is also opening doors and educating Americans as to not just going to what I would consider the best city in the world, San Francisco, right up there. But also, once they get there, to to do a skydance safari-type tour in, in conjunction with founders. And we're going to be working at that and not just educating people about nature, but more importantly about the community. More importantly about how small donations, small efforts can change lives. It doesn't have to be... A, a wave and a tsunami, it can be tiny ripples. Uh, and if everyone does their bit, and people can come together, believe me, Dean, life can change. Uh, and uh, that that's the wonderful gift Adrian gave me those five days. And, and I want to pay that forward. I want to show people how, how nature can restore, can reignite very dark places that, that I was in. And uh, sharing that would be my my gift to to others as well.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that very personal experience with, with, our, with our listeners. Um, I, think, I think your story, Garth, when we met, is, is, uh, is, is a wonderful story of a South African who has left, has achieved great things overseas, but has come back. Uh, you've come back, and not, not only have you come back, you're establishing a, a bridges and relationships with, a, with another part of the world um, where you can see a lot of synergy as well. So you're going to be bringing these international guests here. Um, which is fantastic, of course, for not only the Eastern Cape, but wider uh, South African society. But how, how do you, does your project specifically benefit people here in South Africa, the locals, for example, as well as your guests, who will undoubtedly be treated to a life-changing experience?
1: Yes, uh, that, that, that is something that is, is very fluid. Obviously, after COVID, people have re-evaluated uh, and, and looking at travel in, in a larger macro-type world, and, and when you have the opportunity to travel, to seize it, one never knows what the future may bring. But not only that, Dean, what, what you're trying to do through my relationship with Mantis and Founders and Mr. Adrian Gardner is try and make sure that the guests not just have a wonderful vacation, but do have an experience, an experience that you can see and monitor not only creates a lot of stickiness with clients wanting to return more and more because of their passion for, for, for a vacation and education, but ground up grassroots community change. And what that means is through the conservation, through community development uh, and conservation through community involvement, it's a wonderful nonprofit that people can donate to, that people can see real life change through, And it's not a money grab, Dean. It's definitely giving back through the local communities, understanding what nature should be, how nature can help and and restore. And it's very easy to say, let's just try and change the world through community involvement. If if people are hungry, maybe they're going to go and poach. Uh, so, So the bottom line is trying to empower people to take care of their immediate horizon. And change needs your child's viewpoint on open spaces and animals. And they don't view it as a, a way to survive. You have to change their parents' viewpoint. And you do that through through giving them employment. You do that through a values-based system. And with tourists coming into Skydance Villa, Cape Town, and then on-selling that through Mantis uh, founders, Seeing safaris, understanding that, they can then start donating on a worldwide basis to the conservation of communities and uh, that nonprofit is a vehicle to then go forward in a new venture we're looking at doing, which is let's not make nature and safaris for the affluent. Let's not make it only for the wealthy. Let's make sure South Africans have the opportunity on a domestic level to afford their birthrights of seeing the big five, of getting educated into the way nature can restore and can ignite. Uh, And that's the plan, to make sure it's accessible not just to the wealthy through Skydance or founders, but, but make sure that the locals can appreciate and enjoy it. And I think you told me this, Dean. I think you said, "God, conservation without economics is merely a conversation. It's a bit of a tongue twister. But what we're trying to install is that it takes economics and it takes giving for the lower level and the general population to appreciate and enjoy it. Because as you know, there's no free lunch. And that's the challenge. That's what I'm setting out to do. That's my new mandate. That's my new mission. To try, with Adrian's help, open doors to to a model similar to a Shamwari, but not catering to to the wealthy tourist, but letting the locals dictate their destiny and letting the locals come for a day, come for a week, uh, making it affordable. Uh, and we're going to be raising funds in that endeavour. So we can have potentially the big five and uh, get the young kids to come on schooling events, get, get uh, families to come for a day trip on Boxing Day. And that to me would, would ignite a, a whole new emphasis on nature and, and how domestically one can appreciate it.
0: Well, as you know, Garth, uh, I'm writing the history of wildlife tourism here in the Eastern Cape, and it's just uh, such a big job, because you have to include all these different aspects. It's not just looking at the animals, it's not just looking at the, the game reserves, it's looking at local communities, and you mentioned the word empowerment, which is key. Um, we can see that those establishments and those projects that have been successful have always included local people. They've included them at every stage of the journey, be it obviously in employment, but also in consultation, because as you know, Africa is is entrenched in in such a varied history, such a rich culture so you have to I, I feel you have to um, include people in these decisions going forward, otherwise um, projects potentially like yourselves can be seen as, as as international investment coming in and not not consulting with local people um, so I wish you all the best with this project it 's certainly something i 'll be following um, I know um, The guys at Mantis are very excited with the collaboration that you've got going there. Um, So the good news is we'll we'll be seeing more of you here in the Eastern Cape from now on.
1: Yes, that is is a definite. um, My life, my family, my business is is still on the West Coast. But the logistics are now that you can fly uh, San Francisco to the East Coast in a very short space of time and then get on direct flights into Cape Town. And then, as you know, the garden route is a wonderful way to unwind, uh, take a nice drive. It's beautiful. So it makes it much more accessible. So I will be coming a lot more. I think I'd like to make sure that I'm not remiss in in saying that leadership needs to be from top down. Uh, And if the leaders of of our country, of a business, are are living their lives with integrity, uh, with honesty, with loyalty, and... Setting an example of that high benchmark from a top down approach definitely lends itself to others following. And Mr. Adrian Gardner has been loyal. He's uh, been not only giving of his time to myself, but my family over those five days. The generosity um, makes me very humble. And, And that message, that message of Leading top down, I think Adrian sets that bar very high. Uh, he's obviously been a pioneer and very successful in his passion, which is, which is tourism and, and conservation. I think conservation can be a footprint one can leave for many generations to come, noting high mortality uh, and noting that when one does pass, many generations down the line, maybe an old photograph might jog one's memory but to, to change a, a culture, to change the way people view animals, the bush, um, and change communities and, and make all of these beautiful things why we love South Africa uh, available to the majority is something I'm going to try and endeavour to to achieve with, with Adrian's help and Adrian kind of steering us forward. So, so I'm excited. I think it's a project that would not ever finish it needs to be ongoing it needs to be continuous without nature we don't have much dean land is a very limited scarce resource can't make more land so we need to treat it with that respect and we need to make sure we acknowledge to everyone and ourselves included how we can play our small part
0: certainly and uh you mentioned adrian gardner of course the man never rests he's now creating another um, incredible wildlife reserve at Niosi, which is just on the edge of Quebec, uh, Port Elizabeth where we are now. Um, so I mean with his drive you just can't, be he- you can't help but be swept along with this enthusiasm. But like myself um, Garth, I see you as a, an amazing ambassador for South Africa. Yeah, you're based, uh, as I said over in America and I do think the Americans wonderful, whatever you think of Americans they've got a wonderful enthusiasm and I think once, once people travel and they can see what we're doing down here Um, It's a case of spreading the message, and I think you're doing that in a wonderful way. And if I can help in any way by doing that, please do give me a shout. But uh, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And make sure it's not too long before you return.
1: Dean, I appreciate that. And just in closing, would love to extend to you the opportunity to be, to be my guest on the West Coast. Uh, I love your passion of bringing history alive. History uh, is sometimes uh, a little bit boring. You, you have the ability and uh, the skill sets to make it exciting. You make people want to turn the pages. You make things jump out. So I think I would like to uh, explore with you a different project uh, of getting you into the Bay Area, broader Californian market. And dare I say, um, your skill set. So uh, I'm hoping we can explore that. And uh, in, in closing, my family, um, I have a young daughter, Emma. She's 11. I have a son, Ethan, 7. My wife, Stephanie. It's a small unit now that we've lost mom. But nonetheless, we, we are all passionate about animals. Uh, the kids can't wait to get back to, to South Africa. Um, there, there needs to be kids' programs that we can kind of endeavor. And in turn, my kids will take that message back to their schools in the States. They will take what they've seen, what they've learned, and hopefully that spreads. Hopefully it goes, goes viral and young kids can put down the iPad for a second, step outside, and go and play. Um, I think we lose that ability to play, and I think nature offers us all of the necessary tools to survive in a very, very uh, intense, uh, technology-driven world. So, uh, so thanks again for today. Not only have I enjoyed it, but uh, I'm hoping we can uh, do this more frequently.
0: That's for sure. Thank you so much for your time, Garth. Garth, and you uh, take care of yourself.
1: Thanks. See you soon. Thank you. That was
0: Frontierland with Dr. Dean Allen. For more podcasts, visit AlgoaFM.co.za.